Hello and welcome to the first annual Ruthless Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Engler, and I am looking forward to making my first ever podcast. And I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a journey here, folks. And I hope you guys enjoy everything. I know I am. I love talking about sports. This will always be about sports. Gotta deal with all that bullshit going on in the real world. And sports is just where you can just argue with somebody. And have all this hoopla, I should say, going around. You can just argue with somebody with the Eagles versus the Cowboys. The Lakers versus the Nets. The Angels versus the Yankees. Stuff like that. We can all talk about here on the Ruthless Sports Podcast. And... This is my first time ever podcasting. I've been on the radio a couple times uh, for about a couple years. And now I'm going to transition into podcasting for a little bit and see how this goes. Because I love talking about sports. I always loved radio. And now, well, we got podcasts going all over the world. Why not I make one? So we're going to kick it off. Well, we got a good ske- schedule going on. We're going to kick it off with the NFL draft coming up. So that will, and I think the draft, in my opinion, is possibly. One of the most exciting things to happen in the NFL season, in my opinion. Like, you have no idea what could happen at certain selections. You can definitely tell with my selections that are coming up. I'm going to give you full rundown of all 32 teams or what, who they're going to pick, in my opinion. Who they should pick and what my predictions are. Now, this will be a fairly bit easy podcast going on. But after that, we will be talking about the Eagles more in depth about them after the NFL draft predictions. And then coming up after that, we'll be talking about the NBA playoff indications because that will be coming up soon. I think the NBA's NBA schedule only has a couple more games and then playoff start. And then you got the play-in games. So that should be exciting. And who's going to be the favorites? Out of the West and out of the East. And then rounding it off on who's the team to beat in the NFL for next season. But let's get started right away. Let's start with the NFL draft. And my 32 prediction, thirty-two picks, the first 32 picks in the draft, who I think will be drafted at certain teams. So let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, no surprise here. I think everyone will come to a consensus about who the number one pick is, and that's Trevor Lawrence. The kid's got a great arm. Yeah, he's coming off an injury. He's coming off surgery, but it's fine. It is fine. He's going to be a great addition to the NFL. Honest to God, if he can just win Rookie of the Year and have like 30 touchdowns, I think he could go down as one of the best rookies in NFL history. He's got the arm, he's got the size, he's got the IQ, he's even got the hair. You ever see that hair? Oh, it just looks so majestic flowing in the air. It's perfect. All feathered and lethal. Lethal, I'm saying. But Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew's out. And with the number two pick, the New York Jets will be selecting none other than Zach Wilson. They traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, they're going to be looking for a quarterback. And what other quarterback would they need? Like, 
you're going to select Mac Jones? No. Everyone's going to select Zach Wilson. Everyone knows that Zach Wilson's the number two pick. So, no question there. But, he is kind of concerning to me. Due to the fact he played at BYU. So, he did not play some teams like Trevor Lawrence did, like Justin Fields did, like Mac Jones did. He did not play those top Power 5 teams. He played against Boise State. But don't give me don't give me wrong don't get me wrong that Boise State's a great program. They are a very good program. Same with Coastal Carolina. They faced Coastal Carolina. They are they were a very good program this year. And let's see how Zach Wilson does. There's a lot of comparisons with Aaron Rodgers, which I'm not sold on. I am not sold on with Zach Wilson. I think he could be the big flop in this draft at quarterback. Now, the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers that traded up, gave a, ra- gave a lot of draft capital, and they traded up to get a quarterback. That's what people are presuming. They're going to ship out Jimmy G somewhere with that big contract, probably take a little bit of dead money, or, or they could be taking a wide receiver. Think about it. Kendrick Bourne's gone. All they got is Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. It's not that crazy to select Mark Chase. But who am I kidding? Kyle Shanahan's definitely going to go quarterback. He's going to take Mac Jones. Unfortunately, Mac Jones, because Mac Jones could be one of the biggest draft busts in the draft. Not as big as Zach Wilson, because I think Zach Wilson is definitely going to be a I don't think he's definitely going to be a draft bust. But I'm waiting towards that, that Zach Wilson's not going to do good with the New York Jets. But I do think Mac Jones can be a decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a great. I don't think he's going to be a legend. But I think he can be a decent quarterback. I think he can be solid if Kyle Shanahan treats him right. He's got, excuse me, Jones has the IQ of it. He has the arm. He's played against tough opponents. And he's had Nick Saban with him. Nick Saban has groomed a lot of NFL talent over the years. So let's see how Mac Jones does before everyone jumps on the bandwagon and says, Mac Jones was never good and everything, and then turns out to be good. Oh my god, I always knew he was going to be good. Yeah, bullshit you did. (laughs) Okay, whatever. The number four pick, Atlanta Falcons. What do you do here? Do you trade back and see what happens? See what offers you get? No. Because I'm not including any trades in this draft, in this mock draft. I don't want to do that. I just want to see if everyone stays in place. I mean, obviously, there will be a little bit of chaos on draft night. But I'm just going to stay where everyone should stay. not going to make any drafts. I mean, trades. So let's just see how everything goes. But I think... The Atlanta Falcons will have the best offense in NFL, possibly in NFL history, by adding one man, and his name is Kyle Pitts. Even Mel Kuyper has said it. Kyle Pitts is possibly one of the best tight end prospects coming out of college. Just think about that. One of the best. And it's Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper is a very... Smart man when it comes to analyzing college prospects. So, with the size that Kyle Pitts has, no surprise there. I think 
the, the Falcons stay at four, they will be definitely uh, drafting Kyle Pitts. No surprise there for me, in my opinion. And then you got the number five pick. You got the Cincinnati Bengals. You take Panay Sewell, offensive lineman from Oregon. Possibly one of the, probably the best offensive linemen we've seen coming out of college. Or do you suck Jamar Chase? Now you have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So what do you do? Are you going to select another wide receiver so Joe Burrow can get hurt again? No, you're going to select Penae Sewell. You have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, and you have a running game with Joe Mixon. You need a line. You need an O-line to protect your future quarterback, to protect your future running back even. Joe Mixon's a great running back. He has to weave through those holes and through those gaps to make sure, and to do that, you need an offensive line. So obviously, no-brainer, you got to select Pat A. Sewell. This does not make any sense, if that you don't. Now, the Miami Dolphins, hands down, they're taking Jamar Chase. they got to make Tua comfortable. You don't make Tua comfortable, then Tua's not going to work out. And in my opinion, I think Tua's a great I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's just played it safe, and I think if he won, he lets it fly, he's going to be great. He's got Mike Zicchi at tight end, Devontae Parker, now Wolf Ford just got added, and then adding it with Jamar Chase, a once-in-a-lifetime wide receiver out of LSU? Yeah, I'm selecting Jamar Chase if I was Miami. No doubt about it in my mind. Now with the number 7th pick, Detroit Lions. They are in a predicament. They desperately, desperately need help on defense. But also, since now Kenny Galladay is now gone, and so is Marvin Jones, the Lions are going to be in need of a wide receiver. They're desperately in need of a wide receiver. They're almost as bad as the Eagles at wide receiver right now because they have no one. But, but, that defense needs so much help. So much help. So I think they're selecting Micah Parsons. Parsons has got the speed. He's got the quickness. He's got the agility. He's got the power. He's got raw athleticism. To his head, to his toes. I am telling you, Micah Parsons, besides character issues, could be one of the greats coming out of this draft. But we'll see in time. And the next pick, number eight, Carolina Panthers. Select. Rashawn Slater. They are selecting Rashawn Slater. Due to the fact that now... They need an offensive tackle. They need an offensive lineman. And now that Panay Sewell's gone, they have their quarterback, Sam Darnold. Kyle Pitts is gone. And then, yeah, I can see them drafting corner. Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, Caleb Farley. But, yeah, you just need to protect Sam Darnold. I'm sorry to say, but you need to protect Sam Darnold if you want Sam Darnold to be great. And I don't think he's going to be good. I think Sam Darnold's going to be garbage. He was garbage with the Jets. Because, and everyone's blaming it on Adam Gase. No, he was garbage. He is garbage. I do not know why. They, the Carolina Panthers traded all that for Sam freaking Darnold. Darnold is garbage. I saw it at USC when he played in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. He was not that good. I swear to you, he was not that good. 
he did not know what he was doing. Like, he did not have the arm strength. He lacked the mobility. He lacked a lot of things you need to be a quarterback in the NFL. And that's why he is sucking right now. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's going to be good with the Carolina Panthers. No. He's going to be garbage. Garbage. But if he proves me wrong, it's because he draft Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. With the ninth overall pick, the Denver Broncos select Justin Fields. This is why they select Justin Fields. Drew Locke is done. He had two seasons. Well, technically one and a half because he came in half in the back half of the season. It was rookie season. And he didn't do that bad. Didn't do that bad. But then he stunk up the place. The next season. He was worse than Carson Wentz. Well, I don't even know. It's debatable that Carson Wentz and Drew Locke were basically equally as bad. So, obviously, you're going to select Justin Fields in this aspect. I feel like Justin Fields can either be a decent quarterback or a great quarterback. I don't think he's going to be bad. I just think he needs the chance. I think he needs the proper coaching. And I don't know if Vic Fangio can do that. But if they don't do good, if the Denver Broncos don't do good next season, I think they're going to ship out Vic Fangio and Andrew Locke and then bring in a new quarter, new coach and have Justin Fields work with him. And I think Justin Fields will be a solid quarterback in the future. We got the 10th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys. God, I hate them Cowboys. I'm an Eagles fan, so I got to hate them Cowboys. If you don't hate the Cowboys and you're an Eagles fan, what's wrong with you? So Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertain. No surprise there. They need a quarter. They need desperately need help on defense. So, yeah, I'm going to select Patrick Sertain if I was the Dallas Cowboys, which, you know, Jerry Jones loves these offensive players. Like, oh, my God, it's an offensive player. He's so good. I need to select him. No. No. You need a defense. Defense wins championships. So Patrick Sertain, cornerback, out of Alabama. With the number 11th pick, we got the New York Giants. What are they going to do with their pick? I mean, I've seen report, I've seen mock drafts that have that they select a wide receiver, which does not make a whole lot of sense if you really think about it. They have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, and now they added a Kenny Galladay. So why would you select a wide receiver? Makes no sense, in my opinion. And they added John Ross, so makes no sense in selecting wide receiver. So I think they're going to select an edge rusher, or they can select a guard like Vera Tucker, or they can select an edge rusher like this man that I think they're going to pick, Quiddy Pay from Michigan, edge rusher. I think they're going to be ecstatic to have him, and I think he could be a decent player. Now, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. I will get more in-depth about the Eagles as soon as I finish this draft. But right now, I think they're going to select... Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. The Heisman winning trophy. I think he's going to be a decent wide receiver. Hopefully. We're going to pray. I'll get into more depth about it after this draft. Mock draft. With the number 13th pick, we got the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers, I mean, you de- do they really need a lot of things? I think they could be a team to beat you in the AFC West. I think they can make a Chiefs for the Make them, you know, competitive. 
Let's see, though. But I do think that the Chargers maybe need a little bit of wide receiver help. So why not select Jalen Waddle? You know, he's a very good... He's a little injury-prone. He got injured last season at college. But, you know, I think he's going to rehab, rehab it and be a really good wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers with Justin Herbert throwing those dimes to him. And then we got the Minnesota Vikings with the number 14th pick. They're going to select Fair Tucker out of UFC. They need guard help, which they will get. And now quarterback will go to the New England Patriots, and his name is Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to the Patriots. He's going to be the starting quarterback in a couple of years, though. Cam Newton is not MVP Cam Newton he was in 2015. But, but with Bill Belichick, Trey Lance has all the potential in the world. And I mean in the world. Like, literally... Trey Lance cannot screw this up, especially if you're being coached by Bill freaking Belichick, the GOAT of coaching in the NFL. You literally cannot go wrong there. So yeah, I think they're I think the Patriots with the fifteenth pick are gonna select Trey Lance out of North Dakota State University. With the number sixteenth pick, we got this Arizona Cardinals coming up. They're gonna need a corner. They select JC Horn with Patrick Peterson gone, they're gonna need a corner, obviously. And then with the 17th pick, we got the oh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost, corrected my, I almost said the Oakland Raiders. Correcting myself right there. But now we got the Las Vegas Raiders with the 17th overall pick. John Gruden, Mike Mayock got rid of a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, they did. Not sure why. I think it's a little stupid in my opinion. But what do I know? That's why I'm only 20 years old and don't have, you know, NFL jobs right now. Or corporate jobs. But, in my opinion, I think they're going to select offensive tackle Christian Derrishaw. No surprise. I think they just need offensive help. Offensive lineman help to protect Derek Carr and Josh... To protect Derek Carr and then make those holes for Josh Jacobs. So, I would not be surprised if they select a tackle. And then we got the 18th overall pick. Miami Dolphins are back on the board. They need a running game. They need a running game. You got Malcolm Brown in the offseason. He ain't going to be your star running back. You know who is? Najee Harris out of Alabama. Tua's old running mate. I think that would be a great pick at 18. Najee Harris has got the power. He's even got speed a little bit. When he gets out into the open, he's gone. Gone, folks. Gone. With the 19th overall pick, the Washington football team selects. A linebacker. Zayvon Collins. No one knows who really Zayvon Collins is. He's very underrated, I think. And let's just see how he goes. Because he might fall into the second round. But the football Washington takes a chance on him. And selects him. With the 19th overall pick. The 20th overall pick. In the 2021 NFL Draft. We got the Chicago Bears. Who need help on offense really badly. Like they are probably the worst offensive team in the NFL right now. So they're desperately going to need some help. And they're going to select Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. 
He's probably the, easily the fourth best wide receiver coming out of this draft. And the wide receiver class in this draft is deep. You can pick up a first-round talent in the second round. That's how deep this wide receiver class is. So in my opinion, I'm going to select Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. So that way, Andy Dolan, the Red Rocket, can throw those dimes. But let's see. I don't even think Andy Dolan's going to be that good this season. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the Bears do. Because Matt Nagy is on the chopping block. But Rashad Bateman going to Chicago. But that means now the Colts do not get Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Think about that. They don't really have a lot of wide receivers. T.Y. Hitlin's getting up in there in age. And what? You think Michael Pittman is going to be that good of a player right away? He was decent last year. But he still needs more time. He's a young prospect. And then you don't really have... You have a tight end, Trey Burton. And Jack Doyle. But, like... Ugh. You really needed a wide receiver there. But why not help on the defensive side, though? Why not get a corner like Caleb Farley? The third best corner in the draft. Who's actually really good out of Virginia Tech. He's pretty good. He's right up there with... him. Like, I think he's tied with Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. All three of them are very, very similar, in my opinion. I think they're both physical. I both think they have great ball vision on where the ball's going to go so they can intercept it, obviously, because they're a corner. So, let's see. I think it would be a great add to the Colts, in my opinion. We got the Tennessee Titans. Yes, they lost Corey Davis to the Jets, but, you know, it's fine. They got A.J. Brown, and they got lost Janano Smith. So, yeah, they're going to be probably looking for a tight end, but you can get that in the second round. But right now, they're going to need some help on the defensive line, so they're going to select Christian Barrymore from Alabama. And then the Jets are back on the board with a 23rd overall pick. And you know who I think they're going to select is? As much as I want to say Travis Etienne, I really do. Travis Etienne is very explosive, very quick. Very he has great agility. I want him to I want the Jets to select him so bad. So I think they I I really hope they ought do. So but 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 I have the feeling that they're not and they're going to draft a defensive player called Gregory Rousseau. No doubt in my mind that they're going to select Greg Rousseau out of Miami. Edge rusher because of their new head coach, Robert Sala. He's a defensive mind. So, yeah, no surprise there. They're going to select an edge rusher. And then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, everything I just said about Travis Etienne, the Steelers just pick it up because they just lost James Conner. So, obviously, the Steelers are going to go with Travis Etienne out of Clemson. No doubt about, no doubt in my mind that he will be a great player. Now, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars back up on the board. Who are they going to select? Well, they have tons of options because they have tons of needs. So, why don't we select a speedy receiver called Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss? Nobody heard of him until the, his pro day, basically, because he ran a good 40. That's all I know about him, which is sad because, because he might go in the first round. So, but let's see how he does. I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to need wide receivers, so... You already have DJ Shark, and you have Marvin Jones. 
So, kind of add another wide receiver. Why not? They select Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. We, with the 26th overall pick, we got the Cleveland Browns. And they will be selecting someone on defense as well to replace Jadavion. Well, Jadavion Clowney is now there. I almost said replace because, well, I didn't mean that. He is now with the Cleveland Browns. So, I think they could select an edge rusher here, but they got Jadavion Clowney. So, I think they're going to go linebacker with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. Had no idea how to pronounce his name. But he's from Notre Dame. He's got a lot. He's that linebacker. And I bought, and the Eagles had an interview with him. And he's got pretty much heart. He's got heart, this kid. So, I think when you got heart and then you got dedication, I think you're going to be a great player. And now... With the 27th overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens select another edge rusher with Jalen Phillips out of Miami as well. Another edge rusher from Miami paired up with Gregory Rousseau. Well, now Jalen Phillips is now going to the Baltimore Ravens. Now we got the Saints coming up with the 28th overall pick. They're going to be looking in for some young guys right now. They don't have a lot of young players. A lot of aging veterans. So, you could do a couple things with this pick. You could select a corner, wide receiver, or an edge rusher. I think you're going to select a corner. Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. He won't be that bad. I think he'll be an average corner. I think he'll be a replica of Xavier Rhodes, at front, who's now on the Colts. So, I think he'll be like, like that. So, let's see how he does. And then with the 29th overall pick, we got the Green Bay Packers. And, obviously, you're going to need a wide receiver. They suck Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Aaron Rodgers needs someone to throw to, which they got with Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon. But, yeah, Valdez Scandling is okay. He's not the great. He's not, you know, good. He's not that good. Like, Kadarius Tony, I think he could be decent. I think he'd be a good wide receiver, too, for Aaron Rodgers. And now the Buffalo Bills select. They're up on the board with the 30th overall pick. They're going to need a corner with, and they're going to select Georgia man, Eric Stokes. Yeah, a lot of people have Eric Stokes fallen to the third round. But a lot of people need corners now these days, so they're going to select Eric Stokes. Now with the 31 overall pick, this used to be Kansas City's overall pick. Used to be Kansas City's. But now, since with the Ravens trade and the offensive tackle, Orlando Brown now getting shipped off there to Kansas City, obviously the Ravens are now have two first-round picks. So they're going to need an offensive tackle. They select Tevin Jenkins. I mean, you got to protect Lamar Jackson at all costs. You just can't let Jamar, Lamar Jackson get hurt. And then rounding out the first round, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will be selecting... A defensive juggernaut, in my opinion. Juggernaut with Aziz. I don't know how to say his name. All I know is Aziz. I think this Aziz guy has literally got so much potential. He's got speed. He's got power. He will really just run over the offensive lineman. If you look up his, like, tapes, like his videos and everything on YouTube, it's insane what that Aziz guys can do. I cannot say his last name, but he is incredible. And I think 
that Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be lucky to have him. So that's my uh, NFL mock draft. NFL draft coming up next in the, in the next couple days. So let's see where the chips may fall. I think it's going to be a really good and, and interesting draft. Now, I said I was going to go in more depth about the Eagles. Oh, this is going to be a long conversation, possibly. Or a short one. I don't know. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. Whatever I feel like. Oh. What do I do with the Eagles? Do I bash them? Do I applaud them? I don't even know anymore. I am getting just so irritated with the Eagles. Nick Sirianni had a press conference a couple days ago. He talked about competitiveness. How competitive he is. He plays rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors. With NFL prospects. To see how competitive they are. Now, I don't mind. You want to see how competitive they are? But look at their tapes. Look at their film. Look at their intangible. Look at their side. Look on how good they are instead of how competitive they are. It makes no sense on why you want to play rock, paper, scissors with an NFL draft prospect on to see how competitive they are. No! Why? Yes, I know how bad you want the competitive. Every NFL player should be competitive. Every one of them. They shouldn't be in it for the money. But yeah, Nick Sirianni just... Oh. He's giving me Adam Gase vibes. And you, everyone saw how bad Adam Gase was at head coaching. He ruined Ryan Tannehill down in Miami. And then ruined the Jets organization. Internally, externally, everything about the Jets are so bad because of Adam Gase. But now, I'm scared to death that Nick Sirianni is going to be another Adam Gase. Why? Why did this guy have... An interview with them, with the Eagles, with Howie Roseman, and with Jeffrey Lurie. Why did he even get hired for the job? I don't get it. I just, uh, I'm over it. The Eagles aren't going to be that good this upcoming year. But you know what? I have optimism. I have hopes for the Eagles to do good. You know why? Because of one person and one person only. His name is Jalen friggin' Hurts. Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma, the second round pick last year. Everyone thought it was crazy. Even myself, I thought it was so freaking dumb. That they selected Jalen Hurts in the second round. When they had Carson Wentz, who was making big money 
like top five QB money, and they got rid of him. So that I think that's what contributed to Carson Wentz's bad season, lack of confidence. And now he's back with Frank Reich, and I think Carson Wentz is going to excel. Get back to his twenty to his former MVP possible, you know, when he was MVP level. I think he's going to be great. But now Jalen Hurts. I am really hoping Jalen Hurts can be the next Michael Vick. I'm calling it. If J- Jalen Hurts does shows improvement from last season, and he showed pretty good promise. Yeah, he only won one game. But still, did you see the Arizona game? Everyone should go look up Jalen Hurts versus the Arizona Cardinals or the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals on YouTube from last season and see how Jalen Hurts was. He was phenomenal. He had so much pocket presence on when the pocket was collapsing because that was a lot. There was a lot of pocket collapsing because of how bad the O-line was. And then, with Jalen Hurts now adding a wide receiver with Devontae Smith, like, in this upcoming draft, why would you not excel? Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts used to be former teammates before he transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. They used to be former teammates. Jalen Hurts was a running for the Heisman as well. Devontae Smith won Heisman last year. Yeah, sure, Devontae Smith may be undersized. Six foot, only a buck 60, buck 80, somewhere between there. I think he's going to be a phenomenal wide receiver. He's got hands. He's got route running. He's got agility. He's got speed. He's got everything you want in a wide receiver. He just lacks size, as people say. <sighs> what do these NFL scouts know sometimes? Sometimes they are just blow me away on who they think they're. Like, look at Jamarcus Russell. Everyone thought he was going to be great. He sucks so bad. He's the worst draft pick in NFL history. So what do NFL scouts know? They make mistakes too. So it would be a mistake that they don't select Devontae Smith. Now back to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can do a Michael can be looking like Michael Vick at times. He's got the speed. He's got the arm strength. He's t- he lacks a little IQ, I, in my opinion. I think if he knows when to release the ball, like let go of the ball, let the, let it fly, and then he needs to stop fumbling. He had a lot of fumbles. He had a couple fumbles, which contributed, in my opinion, that he didn't get to start earlier. So that could be a reason why. And then uh, his confidence really got derailed when he got benched last season of the game. I mean, last game of the season. That must have hurt. And since Doug Peterson's now gone, let's hope that, you know, Jalen Hurts does good with this Nick Sirianni, but (laughs) ain't looking too bright, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't know how, how I feel about these Eagles this year. I don't know. I want I want to be optimistic about them. But they have three first rounders three first rounders next year. Possibly. Possibly three. Depends if Carson Wentz plays seventy five percent of the snaps and then 
it'll turn into a first-round pick. So they have three overall pick, three first-round picks next season. I wish you would have gotten them this year, because this draft class looks stacked, and I mean stacked. But you know, can't have everything in life. Can't have everything in life. But car, but let's just see. I feel like the Eagles' defense. I think they could be good. They have Darius Slay, possibly drafting the corner Asante Samuel in the second round. Asante Samuel Jr. For folks that think you know Asante Samuel's still playing, no, he's retired for quite some time. He used to play with the Eagles. Has a corner, great corner in my opinion in the twenty tens. And now his son out of Florida State could be going his way to the Philadelphia. I would not be surprised if the Eagles draft a corner in the second round. Especially Sante Samuel Jr. I think he'd be a decent quarter cornerback. Let's just see. But yeah, so the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna need some young players. The Fletcher Cox is getting up there. Brandon Graham's now getting up there. They're gonna need some edge rushers, possibly, because Derek Barnett might be leaving soon. Uh, tight end if Zach Ertz leaves. And then Dallas Goddard's going to be almost gone. Possibly. Especially if because the cap for the Eagles are not, is not good. They're only $6 million above the cap. So they're going to need to make some cap room. So if they get rid of certain players, like another Brandon Brooks, he's pretty injury prone. Wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of him. I, only w- I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Brandon Brooks if Panesu is still on the board. That is the only person I would think, in my mind, that Howie Roseman would trade for. Like, get rid of Brandon Brooks so they can go get up, so they can go um, get Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, who's, process- who's going to be a great, great offensive lineman for years to come. Now... I think, I think Howie Roseman can do some special things in the upcoming next, in the two next, in upcoming seasons. He's either going to draft so badly that an Eagles fans will riot outside his office and run him out of town, which they already wanted to do, which I am all for. Get rid of Howie Roseman, send him on a ship, kick his ass out of the office, just yeet him, I tell you. Oh, with all the mistakes he's made, God help us. Eagles fans, I know you feel my pain, man. I know you guys feel my pain. Howie Roseman needs to go, but... The only way, the only way he can redeem himself is if we get tons of cap room, select Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn with the 12th pick. And then if you stay the whole season and then you got next next draft, you better freaking get a lot of free agents. You better get a lot of good draft capital. You better get a lot of good players. Good young players that are ready to start. So, that is the only way Howard Roseman is ever going to redeem himself in Philadelphia. 
Because Philadelphia is a harsh crowd. If you've ever been to a Phillies game, to an Eagles game, to a 76ers game, it's incredible on what these fans will do. You should have saw them when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 52. They were climbing up poles. They had to grease the poles. So that people weren't climbing up there. That's how crazy Eagles fans are. And how passionate we are, though, too. Don't get it mixed up. Moving on, though. We're going to talk about more about the NBA. NBA season's now... Regular season's now coming to a close. So, it's almost over. Almost over. And we got playoffs coming up. And the NBA... Like, I don't... Some people don't really care about the regular season. I'm one of them. Yeah. A cut, you got a span of 82 games. Yeah, 82 games in the season. And sometimes the games are not very fun, I should say. Not very entertaining. They like it. I mean, some people like it. Some people don't. I find the playoffs more interesting and more competitive. I do miss the old days where you can knock people on your ass when you're in basketball, not this ticky-tack foul shit. But, you know, I think the game has revolutionized itself because of Steph Curry. You should see Steph Curry right now. If that pe- Basketball fans, even just people in general who are ever listening to this, should watch Steph Curry. The guy's insane. He's literally shooting up half co- like half-court shots like it's nothing. And making him. He's scoring over 30 point, 30 point, 30 over the past couple games. That's insane. I don't know how Steph Curry is not like in the MVP conversation. It's because of his... And you know why? Actually, I do know why. It's because of his team record. His team isn't, you know, in the top five or the West. But, you know, like... I still think that Steph Curry can be a great, great, you know, candidate for the MVP this season. In my opinion, he's possibly one of the 10 best players of NFL in NBA history, in my opinion. I don't think, I think he's probably number 10. And probably the second best point guard, I think Magic Johnson is still ahead of him. Depending on this season. How the season turns up. Maybe I might put Steph Curry above Magic Johnson. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's get talking about playoff indications. Well, obviously, we got Brooklyn. They're going to be going to the playoffs. But do I think they're coming out of the East? Hell no. Hell no. You know why? It's because they have no team chemistry. And trust me... When you have no team chemistry, the team ain't going to work. Everyone knows that. And when KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan have only played a handful of games together, yeah, I don't think it's going to go well. I think they're going to fall apart in the playoffs, especially if KD and KD is injury prone right now. He ain't looking so hot. He's a great player. He's probably the top, top three players 
in the NBA when healthy. James Harden. He's on the bench right now. God knows where Kyrie is. Kyrie's like been... Oh, hey guys, I showed up today. Yeah, well, tomorrow I'm not going to show up for about a couple weeks. Kyrie needs to get his shit together. It is not fair that this guy is getting paid millions upon millions of dollars only to not show up for games. It doesn't make any sense why he gets paid the way he does. I don't get it. I do not get it at all on why Kyrie Irving gets paid so much money for not showing up. I think he lacks commitment. I think he lacks dedication. Overall, he's a good player. He's a great player. But, honest to God, Kyrie Irving sucks as a person. I'm sorry, but when you are literally skipping games or taking an absence of leave or whatever, your excuses, like, you're making millions of dollars and you won't even show up to the games? That just shows me that you're a selfish person and you're only in it for the money. You're only in it for the money. Kyrie Irving is used to like him and everything when he was back in Cleveland. Then turned into freaking prima donna. But I don't think the Nets are coming out the East going to the finals. There's no way. I think this team will be and that team is a 76ers. Yeah. The 76ers have great defense. They have MVP candidate Joel Embiid playing his heart out, unlike Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I'm going to still be making Kyrie Irving digs. You even have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I mean, yeah. Ben Simmons is a great defensive player. That's why I think the 76ers will come out of the East, because of their defense. And they have Seth Curry and Danny Green, who could shoot the three. And Tobias Harris, who can do everything. He has all the skills necessary to do it. In my opinion, that's why the Sixers are coming out of the East. And then this is why the Milwaukee Bucks are not going to come out of the East. Because Giannis chokes. He chokes. Simple as that. The Bucks can't win in the playoffs. They just can't. They are not good in the playoffs. Giannis cannot do what he does in the regular like he does everything necessary for the regular season. Doesn't do everything necessary for the playoffs though. That's just my opinion why the Bucks won't do it. Like go out of come out of the East. And then everyone else, basically they have like no shot. Boston maybe, but eh, I really don't have a lot of faith in Boston anymore. Miami, you know, they had a really good team last season, made it to the finals. But uh, I still don't think they're going to come out of the East. Like they'll play tough with JB, with Jimmy Butler, but it ain't looking good for any other team except Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Those are the two that, in my opinion. And then we got the Western Conference. That's the conference everybody watches. This is the conference that includes the Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Clippers, Portland, Dallas. 
San Antonio. You got a lot of these players. You even got New Orleans, who's not that good as a team. But they have Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram. Obviously, they won't get to the playoffs, though. But you know who is coming out of the West, though? I'll tell you in a minute. So, right now, the Phoenix Suns have the second best record out of the West. They're 42-17. and 17. They're two games behind the Jazz. Jazz have the best record in the West. And they are really good at home. The Jazz are really good at home. They're 26-3. and three. On the r- road, not so much. They're 18-12. and 12. So this is why the Utah Jazz need to stay at the number one seed out of the West. Because they need home field advantage. Because they will not do good on the road. By the looks of it. Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul should be considered for MVP. He took this team from hot garbage to possibly coming out of the West and going to the finals. Imagine that. One player, one player who everyone thinks is washed up just took this team all the way to the finals. At least the conference finals. I think that's a major win, in my opinion. With the Suns? Suns were bad last season. But now you got Devin Booker with teamed up with Chris Paul. Yeah, that's great. That's a great backcourt. But for next season, trade DeAndre Ayton. Because he can't do the pick and roll. Simple as that. He's not that good, in my opinion. Thanos looking guy. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. I'd trade him. But I think you can get a lot of draft capital for him. A lot of assets for DeAndre Eaton. But those two teams, Utah and Phoenix, are not coming out of the East. I mean, out of the West. It's because the Los Angeles Lakers are getting their king back as soon as the playoffs start. LeBron has not played basketball in, a couple, in about a couple weeks, about like six weeks. Six to eight weeks. He was supposed to be out. But think about it. He rested that injury. He's all fresh. He hasn't played in six to eight weeks. He's either going to show rust or he's going to mop the floor with every single team alongside Anthony Davis and the Lakers are just going to cruise to the finals and win the damn thing. I would not be surprised if that happens. The Clippers, they choke. They choke every freaking time in the playoffs. Like, they ain't winning. They ain't coming out of the West. LeBron's note has played way too many playoff games to, like, you know, not not coming out, not go to the finals. The only time he didn't go to the finals in the past... Forever for the past, what? I believe 10 seasons. The only time he didn't go to the finals was because he was injured. He was injured his first season with the Lakers. That's why they didn't even get to the playoffs. LeBron James is easily the GOAT. 
don't agree with a lot of his personal beliefs, but hey, you should see how great the king is. He's amazing. Amazing. And that's why the Lakers are coming out of the West and they are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets. I mean the 76ers, not the Brooklyn Nets, because the Brooklyn Nets are hot garbage right now with team chemistry. Even though the Nets are going to be really close going there, because I think it's going to go to a seven-game series between the Sixers and the Nets, and the Sixers are going to win. But imagine this, though. AD and Joel and Bede going head-to-head. Oh, that's going to be a physical, intense matchup in the finals. I think that's going to be insane. Same with Ben Simmons and LeBron. Imagine that. Oh, very de- the defensive player that Ben Simmons is. Whoo, buddy. LeBron's going to have his work cut out for him. And yeah, people might say the Nuggets are a great team to pick out of the West. But you know, Jamal Murray's injured. Jokic, yeah, he's probably going to win MVP, but you know, they, they don't have Jamal Murray. But yeah, just think about that, though. LeBron James, Day D versus Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. It's going to be insane. Insane finals. Alrighty. I think we're ready to wrap this first ever podcast up. But let's round it out with who the team to beat for the next season of the NFL. Can I get a drum roll, please? This is who I'm picking to win it all next season. And it's hands down, back to back. Whoa, Super Bowl winners with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know why? It's because they have the GOAT of NFL history named Tom Mother Lovin' Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't want to hear anyone argue with me on that. They have the same exact roster they do as when they won the Super Bowl. And they're going to repeat. They're going to repeat. No doubt about it in my mind. They have a great defense. They have a great O-line. They have a great quarterback. They have a great running game. They have the great wide receivers. They have great tight ends. I don't know how they're not going to go back-to-back. The only chance they have is not going back-to-back. They don't have going back-to-back. It's because of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But there's no way. Because Tom Brady will dissect you in the playoffs every single damn time. The only time he has not been good in the playoffs. Actually, there hasn't been. He just didn't win. It was between three Super Bowls. Twice against the Giants, and one time against the Eagles. And Brady did phenomenal. Phenomenal. And there's no way that Chiefs defense is going to stop Tom Brady. They didn't stop him in the last year, bro. So why are they going to stop him again? Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hands down winning. And I mean winning the 2022 NFL season and winning and holding up that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. 
Thank you. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining in for the first ever Ruthless Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Engler, and I will be back soon, and we will talk more about sports.